Hey, you're listening to Samcast with me, Sam Eagle. Here you'll hear the stories, methods, and thoughts of some of my favorite musicians from all across the musical spectrum. For episode 12, we have honestly one of my favorite musicians right now. She's an extremely talented Atlanta-based singer, rapper, and songwriter who's been going from strength to strength, recently working with Honey Dijon on the track Not About You and signing to the brilliant UK dance label Defected Records off the back of her single Hot Flavour. I'm a massive fan of her music and I really hope you will be too, so it's a real pleasure to introduce Hadia George. So yeah, how how are you feeling about life in music right now with your with your career? Um, right now life in music it's become very personal because of all that's going on the pandemic you know social injustice and us as like people trying to really get to know ourselves better as far as like careers and like mindsets music is really become personal because i'm trying to like kind of bring a message that will basically help the lives of others and plant seeds in the minds of others so that way we could like all prosper and be successful and open-minded and more carefree and loving you know that's a beautiful reason to do it are you looking you say it's more personal are you looking more inwards like on yourself in your writing or are you writing about the events around you I'm writing more inwards. Um, I do want to focus more on my like issues because a lot of people can relate to what you're going through even though you don't know that they may relate to it. And since we're already like all going through the mess and like drama over here in the states, it's like enough talk about that let's talk about what we can do to better ourselves and it's not just like music you could do like interviews journalism and get people to relate and understand that they're not alone in this Mm. because all that's going to be going on is going to be chaotic but how are we healing ourselves you know Mm. and how outside of music are you are you doing that Well, I'm trying to be more patient. Also, practicing love and listening and treating others the way that I want to be treated, treating others with respect, just learning how to love myself, take care of myself, and, you know, push out all the negativity that anyone else or I may think of myself. So that's what I do outside of music to kind of you know, work on myself for my music. That's so so quite a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How much of your time do you dedicate to music? Well, when I'm off of work, <laughs> which yeah. is two days a week, I like to dedicate all day to everything that I have to do. Like every hour of that day, I make sure that I get everything that I need to do done like whether it's like emails that I have to respond to or songs that I need to create to put out um, or plans that I need to make for my future 
I try to get that done all in one time period because I know at the end of the day I'll be able to like go to sleep and rest when everything is done. I don't want to hold out or wait. So on my days off, I really just like to go in and keep myself busy with everything mm-hmm. that needs to be done and finish mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To move into from your life philosophy to your music philosophy. Yeah, I first came across your music when I got sent Hot Flavor and like it it properly like blew me away. Like you're covering a lot lyrically in that. I was just wondering what what kind of the story behind that was, that song. Huh. You know, like I honestly can't remember and pinpoint exactly <laughs> <laughs> why, but I know the feeling was anger, sadness, just feeling like I was alone and feeling like I had to get out. I just had to get out of the space that I was in. And all this stuff just came rushing through my head that was making me so upset. And I was trying to like write stuff down. I wasn't writing a song. I was just writing my feelings down because I had a vocal coach in the past that was like, you need to start writing down how you feel. And I was Mm -hmm. like, okay, I'll do that. And I just wrote down all the stuff that made me upset. But me, the person that I am, when I get upset, I also like to see why these things make me upset and why I shouldn't be upset. So that's where it came in where I was like, girls go down, but also everybody needs love, you know? So trying to get like kind of different angles on stuff in that track. Yeah, trying to get different angles because I wanted to get everything done in one song. I didn't want to like wait to the next song to show my other side. I wanted to show all my sides. Something I really picked up on from that song though, like afterwards I, I read your bio and it said it's super important to you just staying away from the normal. That was something that I like tangibly picked up on. I got the feeling like this is an artist that really has that mindset which is really cool to find find an artist like that because you don't really see it that often how like consciously are you working in that mindset when you write music like are you really trying to not sound like anything else well I haven't like really gotten to where it's like super strict on like how I put my records out or how I put lyrics down but it's coming to a point where I have to go back in time and listen to like the Isley Brothers and how they sing or listen to like Anita Baker and listen to Stevie Wonder and all these people and listen how they Bill Withers and listen how they write their music and it's like how can I effectively make others feel connected to this music instead of like you know making it about sexuality or how can I make it more about human and humans and you know discovery and travel and adventure how can I make it so like but the beats that I get sent to me it's different because you try and well me personally I try to like write stuff for like that beat and what I hear that beat sounds like, but now it's more like, I don't wanna do that. So I'm getting into the groove of just making my own music and like 
basically creating everything from heart mm-hmm. because even like the beats that I get sent to me it could it influence me to change my mind in a way that I wouldn't want it to be heard so those beats are kept and worked on much more than the beats that are worked on well not much more but in a different way than the beats that I make for myself or the right. songs that I compose for myself I think your your kind of mindset there like comes across in just how how like versatile your whole back catalog is as well everything is kind of different from each other mm-hmm. which i personally think is like a really important thing if you want to be like a unique artist to have each song unique from each other mm-hmm. is that something you're conscious of as well or yeah um i'm super conscious of every song that i put out before i wasn't that was like just my natural like my natural essence that came out but like now the older i get the more aware i am of how each song sounds and the best thing to look at is the hook and yeah. the melodies more and more now i'm trying to like just make these songs sonically pleasing to the ear with lyrics as a bonus, you know? Mm-hmm. And I don't want to put out too many lyrics either. It's more about like what specific words and what rhymes and like lines can I put out that will make the song overall a healthy and balanced song that will resonate for years. Like how can I do that? Right. So you're, would you would you say you in general at the moment rap more or sing more? Uh, I think it's both because I have a lot of songs that have singing on it, and I have um, some songs that have rap on it. But I'm first and foremost a singer because I grew up in choir since like I was seven, church choir. I was doing all that. Rap didn't come in until like I started watching rap battles on YouTube and I was like, why am I so interested in this? <laughs> like it's so interesting and I wanted to like really like incorporate that with my music. And I was also into like spoken word um, and language arts and ELA in my high school. Um, we had a teacher that showed us this Grand Slam poetry thing in DC Washington and it was super cool because I would get chills from hearing people talk so I kind of wanted to incorporate that into my music and find ways to really reach hearts you know I do mostly sing but I really want my raps to be really structured and have meaning so I'm gonna get into both and kind of incorporate it with each other instead of just like doing this or that yeah because yeah. I, I find that kind of interesting like how you'd approach a rap versus like how you'd approach singing do you know what I mean like lyrically and kind of musically I guess do you have the same kind of approach so the process of when I write a song I like to like listen to the song for like 20 30 seconds and see like where my mind takes me and if it's like a rap type vibe then I'll rap like mumble rap on it and just like kind of get an idea of like 
the melody that I want to go for and then I'll go back in and listen like every single day over and over and over and over again and record what I have and then listen to the recording and then go back in and change the lyrics and then go back in and like and I'll put myself through so many developments it depends definitely 100% on how the track sounds or if I feel like hey, I don't really want to do a rap anymore. If I decided that I wanted to do a rap, I don't want to really do it anymore. I want to do, I want to sing on it. Because I, I would really tire myself out if I rap too much. And I just don't, I want to be all around, you know? I don't want to do too many rap songs. I get you. That makes sense. That makes sense. Definitely. You say you started in choirs and stuff. I was going to ask if there was a specific time or moment in your life which was kind of kind of really shaped you musically shaped me I think I'm still being carved like my elementary school was big on art and my choir was like 300 kids and they would go to Disney World and perform they would perform on Good Morning America and go to New York and perform there they would just wow. perform everywhere yeah they were good because my choir director um, Mr. Strong he was really really working us as kids and just like training us vocally and like saying this is staggered breathing you have to breathe and then when you stop they have to breathe and everybody sounds like they're singing at the same time but really you guys are taking a breath so like yeah it was really you had like cool. proper vocal <laughs> coaching yeah that's amazing <laughs> yeah like eight or seven or nine like that's crazy and that the the songs that we used to sing were very powerful songs like we always sung Michael Jackson songs, and we always sung Kurt Franklin songs, but I don't really remember what songs they were. I remember there was one song about a sheep, but <laughs> 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 that was my favorite one. I just don't remember. That really shaped what style I wanted to portray as an artist. Like the Motown, 70s disco vibe. And then as a child as well, like growing up in New Jersey. I, I'm from New Jersey. Growing uh, up there. Yeah, uh -huh. I'm from New Jersey. <laughs> and growing up there, I would like um, hang out with my cousins and we would dance to like Destiny's Child. And we would always look at that Bootylicious video and be like, hey, <laughs> do you know that song? Yeah, of course, of course. I was about to say, y'all, y'all out, y'all out in the UK, y'all haven't heard Destiny's Child. I'm joking, but it was like really um, impactful on like my desire and my passion to want to be like a woman with flavor. And in church, vocally, that's when I started like really getting into the emotional side of music and how it can affect people because. I was singing on the praise team for like three or four years at my church, and my church hosts 8,000 people, so it's wow. like incredible, yeah. <laughs> it's so wow. Yeah. That's mad. Yeah. 8,000 people. That's like yeah. an arena. <laughs> That's nuts. My youth praise team like would perform in front of them, and sometimes I would get solos, and I would like, I would be ready to cry. 
because of how I felt and how the music made me feel. Do you do... That sounds amazing, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, do you do much performing, like, outside of church? Like, obviously not now, but... <laughs> yeah, I did. Like, that was, like, my main thing. I was going out and performing at little bars and just going out, getting my name put out there. Like, a couple of my friends, they put on a show and they would just be like, Hey, Hadia, we really like you to be on this. Um, but personally, performances for me are very nerve-wracking because I'm super, super, super shy. And right. Yeah. I would, like, cry before I went on stage, and then eventually I wouldn't even go on stage. And that was when I was, like, young. And I was, I was performing since... I've been performing since I was, I want to say, 15... Like, it was really a struggle, and it's still, like, you know, it's way better now. Before I go on a show, I'm, I'm just really quiet. I pray and really just try to just do my best and have fun because at the end of the day, if you're not, you know, having fun and you're too serious, you might mess up. And if you're having fun and you mess up, you know how to flow with it, you know? Mm, no, that's very, very true. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if this is true or not. But um, I've heard, like, that Atlanta is quite a sort of eccentric city. Oh, yeah, it is. Very unique and different. And everybody's so, like, upbeat and just... It's a whole bunch of hustlers out here. And they're really, like, enthused. And there's, like, Five Points and Moreland Avenue in Atlanta where there's all the tattoo shops and the like record stores and like some studios, Hindu restaurants or Indian restaurants. It's a whole bunch of diversity here in Atlanta. That's interesting. Cause I was gonna say like, it's produced some super unique musicians and, and artists. A lot of people have like super strong and individual styles. Yeah, I was just wondering like, if you think as a city, it's like shaped you musically at all in terms of uniqueness i think uniqueness i feel like i was always unique in my own way because of my family because we're guyanese we're really not taught to be an american citizen we're just taught to be west indian family sticks with each other and then when i came out and went into like my elementary school and hung out with all those other kids, it really opened my mind to be more relatable mm -hmm. to the people that I was around. And I do think Atlanta shaped my, like, my ambition because there's so many people in Atlanta here that are like literally just, this is what you got to do, this is what I do, I do this, and then... And it's like, dang, I want to be on that same wave. Let me try and be a workaholic, too, because mm. I really want to get, you know, my music heard. So I feel like uniqueness, no. Relatability, yes. Right, okay. Yeah. How much time have you spent in the UK, by the way, just out of interest? Just six months so far. Well, that's quite a long time, because obviously Defected are a UK label. Is that any reason why you were in the UK for, for a while? or? So I 
was supposed to be going to the UK just to visit family. But then right when I decided that I was going to go to the UK, I got an email from a defected A&R representative. They were like, we've heard hot flavor. You've heard pedigree. Well, we want to basically sign hot flavor. So I was like, okay, cool. I'm about to come to the UK anyway, so let's make it happen. (laughs) So I really wanted to stay for a longer time, but I feel like it's way better for me to be here in Atlanta because this is my like stomping ground and this is my like where I could find and actually spread the music from UK to here and just bring that music and build a fan base here and then go from state to state because I really want to bring everything from the UK to here. What have you learned from the UK that you're bringing to Atlanta? I brought back a lot of just that business mentality and I also brought back like a different like mentality when it comes to music because I went to some music spots and heard like people play all night just going in and then I went to another place um I I don't know what it's called I don't want to say the wrong name I think it's like Queen or Tuesday I don't know but there was these young cats like playing saxophone and drum and piano and I'm just like yo I feel like the UK works really really hard so I brought that back because it touched me. I'm always trying to figure out ways to better myself. That's kind of interesting what you're saying about musicians, though, because I've heard, like, the same about U.S. musicians. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, they're like, good. Like, you could just walk down the street and someone would just be the most insane, like, the most <laughs> insane drummer you've heard or something. But I know the U.S. is, like, a big country, <laughs> so I guess it's hard to generalize. But that's interesting. So are you still working with Defected for the for future projects? Yes, I'm actually signed to Defected. Defected is my label. So I'm working with them. Business has been good because I could really like bounce ideas off of them and just go back and forth and like decide on what's good and what's not. And we're really just like working, 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 communicating, which is good. Like it really is mm. pleasing to know that, you know, there's a label that I could communicate with and talk to. And especially as an artist to a label, you have to push and make the label aware that you know you know what you're doing as an artist. You really have to like have protection from a manager that is like passionate about you and get that stuff moving. And with this label, I think it's really working very well and we're doing a great job and it's getting better and better and easier and more easy to communicate and build relationships with this label. I will be emotional at the end of this term. I will be. Sad to leave. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's so nice to hear though, that, that you're, you're enjoying the process and how are you feeling about, um, about the future then? What are you trying to focus on? Number one is mental state. Like I always say this, my physical health for my future and then going into my music in the most ready, peaceful, humble state, building that foundation for the audience that I want to reach out to. To me, it's not about how much money I make. It's about 
how impactful I can be and how many lives I could change. Yeah. How do you do it? <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on. You've been listening to Samcast with me, Sam Eagle, and my special guest, Hadia George. Be sure to go check out Hadia's music and follow her on socials at Hadia George for all her latest updates and news. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to follow or subscribe to Samcast to catch our new episodes every Tuesday. Special thanks to Hadia. I've been Sam Eagle, and thank you so much for listening. <laughs>